We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, hello, the gang's all here, along with Vince D'Addario, I'm Sean Styers, and it is game week, we finally got game week, it is mm. here, we are counting down, it is five days away, the season opener, can Crazy. almost touch it, Vince, can almost I touch know. it, I know, I'm, I know, I, it felt so far away, and yet, here we are, game week, I, it, it one of those things that doesn't quite feel true you know what i mean like i'm not um i feel like somebody's messing with me it's not really game week (laughs) we still have a couple months to go i know it's like this uh this makes that starting training camp a week earlier all worth it you know just the fact yeah that that we uh, i mean really it's the premier game of the week as well notre dame navy i mean because if you look at the slate of games yeah Exactly. It's the only thing, man. Like this is the only game on the docket. And and you know, all respect to the other teams that are playing and the players and all of that. But this is the only game that's really going on. And uh, I'm pretty fired up for it. I do wish Tennessee State was playing this week, just so we kind of. I know. Have I something know. to try to have something to look at. You know what I mean? Like yeah. <laughs> to, to base next week on, but. We'll get to that, I guess. When Tennessee we get there. State, yeah. Tennessee well, State. Well, no, but you know, you know, it is. It's, it's, I know, you know. But we said that about Stanford last year. So, well, <laughs> we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, I did want to kind of a few uh, notes as we get into, since you know this is the first full week of shows and all that stuff leading up to game day on Saturday. We are tweaking some things where there shows here on Ivy Nation Sports Talk. And this will kind of be what things are going to look like throughout the season. So Mondays, today, you're going to hear some Marcus Freeman press conference comments. That'll kind of be, you know, we'll talk a little bit about the game, you know, next week, obviously. was, was yeah. Was, yeah, with some Marcus Freeman comments in there. Tomorrow, Tuesday, tomorrow we've got the Navy beat writer. Took a, took a, took a bit of doing to get Bill tracked down, but I got him tracked down, recorded <laughs> it this morning. By the way, apologies to anyone who may have uh, logged in at 11 a.m. expecting to see a live interview. I accidentally set oh, no. the recording to live and That's not funny. record. And I get in there and there's all these people in the chat. And I'm like, ah, 
and it's like you know two minutes till so i had to delete that and send oh, him a no. new link and all that that's funny kind of stuff but that's yeah. funny so we've got the navy guy tomorrow rapid fire we'll follow after that wednesday is probably going to be the biggest change we're going to be doing i don't know how major this change is going to be but you know we've it's typically been mailbag wednesday we're still going to have a mailbag on wednesdays but what we're going to do is we're going to start the wednesday shows with a with more of a preview of the opponent talk about some of their personnel and stuff like that and then it'll kind of be like how brian does his mailbag you'll talk about whatever the main topic is first and then we'll get mailbag questions in after that. And that's going to actually, the mailbag's going to take the place of rapid fire on Wednesdays. So we'll see how that goes. No rapid I fire like on Wednesdays. I like it. Yeah. And there will be, there will, you know, normally I'll be Mondays and Wednesdays. Jesse will be Tuesday, Thursdays. But there will right. be some jockeying of time slots for, you know, various reasons and things of that nature. You know, I don't know, like soccer games and, you right. know stuff so thursdays we'll have more marcus freeman audio from his he does a zoom at noon on thursdays so we will have that and uh, i don't know exactly what this thursday is going to look like i need to look and i'm not sure when he's going to be doing that it seems like it might be a little later in the day yeah this week i'll have to find out but then uh we will jesse's going to break out the, the whiteboard he'll do some x's and o's game specific you know to that week's game we'll have some rapid fire as well um fridays and saturdays maybe this is actually the bigger change brian's still going to have his mailbag show we're not going to have a live show on fridays we're going to record countdown to kickoff on fridays we're not going to do it live saturday mornings anymore so we're going to record countdown to kickoff the pregame show on friday we will post the youtube friday night for people who want to get a jump on it and then the podcast <laughs> will drop early saturday morning so right. it's we're going to give people more of a chance to listen to that pregame show by not doing it live saturday morning and and uh recording it earlier so we can get it out to you earlier and it, it gives us our saturday mornings back which i'm not overly upset about just true saying too. True just too. saying because there's yeah. You know, Saturdays are long days, and as much as I love my job, I love it. It's a long day on Saturday, and so kind of taking out that front end a little bit is is not going to be terrible. Yeah, I don't think we're going to be complaining about that, are we? No. <laughs> no, actually, I've already picked up uh, some work at school uh, Saturday sure. morning, so there you go. I'm sure. Okay, so... We're going to have some comments here from Marcus Freeman. I understand the press oh. conference, there were some issues with the audio. And I noticed there were issues last week with the audio as well because I you know, have my recorder and I record it there. And it's a little ambient when you yeah. do it that way. But ambient was a lot better than what I heard when, when I tried to, what Dude. I thought was going to get cleaner audio last week. And it sounded like it didn't get any better today. It was... Uh... It was bad. Like I was because I, I actually watched it live. It's I don't always get that opportunity, mm-hmm. uh, but I did. I was sitting at my my desk and it was it was literally high noon, and I was like, "Isn't this? There's something going on." Monday's at Marcus Freeman's press conference. So I yes. go ahead and turn it on, and the audio was horrible. Yeah, it sounded like he was a robot for a little bit of it, and like it then it would cut out completely, and and oh, it was. 
it was rough. Now I I was able to gather like ninety percent of what was being said, but there okay. was definitely some silence. Well, we'll have better audio then with some of these cuts that we're going to yes. play here in a minute. They did, of course, release the first depth chart of the season. We officially get to see the depth chart. Anything really stand out to you? There weren't any major surprises. Maybe the closest thing to a surprise. Oh, I'll just add. Just, I'll throw it to you first. Any surprises that you saw? Not, not with the starters. I mean, there were no surprises with the starters. I think maybe there were a couple of. I don't even know if you would call them surprises with the two deep. You know what I mean? Um, you know, a lot of youth obviously sprinkled throughout the two deep, which which was not a surprise because we've seen them do their thing. But if you're if you've been locked in a cave for the last you know nine months and you're just springing into Notre Dame football, you're like, wow, that's a lot of youth in the two deep. Okay, yeah, I mean that was a little bit surprising, I guess, when you actually see it on paper. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be some spots like at linebacker and things like that where. You know, they may not get to the two, the twos. You know what I mean? It may be a kind of a different rotation, which I could definitely see. It's not going to be a straight up like, uh, you know, Bowen going in right away for, you know, for for somebody, you know, that kind that kind of a thing. I don't I don't see that being the case. Uh-huh. Um, I, I think there'll be a little bit more positional flexibility with some of the starters uh, kind of a thing. But a lot of youth in there, man. A lot of youth in there. And there was a piece of me that was still – and, again, I, I hope Pat Coogan's family isn't watching. But there was a little piece of me that was hoping that it would say Billy Shrouth on the first line and then and Pat Coogan on the second line. But If you're stressed about buying tickets or doing some last-minute ticket hunting to college football games, concerts, comedy shows, your favorite activities, game time is the place for you. They take the stress out of buying tickets. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time Guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. That's GameTime.co. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I mean, I... That's I think me. that that's probably, you know, at least we've at, at least at the very least we knew it was coming, I guess, based on what we've seen right. the last couple of weeks. Yep. We knew it was going to we knew it was coming and it is official today. Pat Coogan is going to start at left guard. Yep. And Rocco Spindler is going to start at right guard. Yep. And Marcus Freeman was asked about what those two guys have shown throughout fall training camp. Yeah, our guard battle was, was really, really good. Um, the competition amongst those guys was, was what you want to see. Um, I think Rocco and Pat both just, uh, you know, the, the confidence they build in their coaching staff, the trust of, of them being able to do their job um, on a consistent basis was why they'll be in there to, to start the game. And so um, I feel really good about the depth of our, our guard position. You know, Billy had a great spring. Um, and so, I mean, a great, a great fall camp. So, um, but those two guys, man, have had a really good fall camp in terms of just the execution of all of them are physical. All of them have the traits that you look for in offensive guards. But um, the overall execution of what they were asked to do on a consistent basis is why those guys will be starting for us. Thanks. Consistency. Consistency mm-hmm. sounds like it it won the day. And I think that's kind of especially with, with Coogan is the thing. If you're comparing Coogan to – Billy Shrouth, and there are some people who I think are kind of having a hard time coming to grips with this whole thing, to be quite honest. You know, I guess, yeah, you being one of them. Do you think, and I did see this on the boards today, you know, kind of uh, a uh, thinking out loud. Do you think that the matchup with Navy has anything to do with it? In other words, oh, you put the more consistent guy out there because of this Navy front that you're going to see and and maybe over the course of the next few weeks, Billy Shrouth ends up overtaking him. What do you think about that theory? I mean, I would subscribe to that theory if we saw more Billy Shrouth with the ones when we had an opportunity to see the ones. We haven't seen him with the ones in In weeks, a long time. In yeah. weeks. And if you were going to hand the job over to him after Navy – right, I, I would have expected to see him with the ones at some point or another. And we never did. Now, we're not there. The whole time, and, right. and I, they, I get that. But they could also put in or next to the name. They you know? did not like, do that. Which, which they do with Depp Tart. I mean, they Dep put an or with Xavier Watts, for yeah. gosh sakes. Okay, exactly. that was surprising to me. Um, but they didn't put an or there. And so, you know, will Billy overtake Coogan at some point in the season? That's possible. But I don't think this is a calculated thing where they're like, okay, well, we need the guy that knows his assignments – for the Navy game, and then we'll just plug in Billy Shrouth for the Tennessee State game. I don't see that being the case. I think they feel like Pat Coogan won the job. And yeah. if that's the case, great for Pat Coogan. That means he had one hell of a fall. That's awesome. Let's see what this offensive line looks like. Could Billy Shrouth take out take over for him maybe halfway through the season or something? It's possible. It's absolutely possible. Let's see how Pat does when, you know, the lights are the brightest. You know what I mean? And so – 
Um, I, I mean, I, I, I'm still a Billy Stroud fan. I think Billy Stroud's going to be really good in this offensive line at some point. But uh, they got some, they got hella depth if uh, Pat Coogan is the guy starting. Vince, there are a lot of Billy Shrouth fans. And especially when Billy Shrouth kind of had the Harry Heastan seal of approval. You yeah. know, like that, yeah. that, I think that sways a lot of people. But it is not going to be Billy Shrouth right now. And I completely yeah. agree with what you were saying. It would be one thing if we ever saw Billy Shrouth getting first team reps, like they were, you know, alternating first team reps between right. Shrouth and Coogan over the last couple of weeks, but they weren't. All the first team reps were going to the same guys across the board. So I just, like you said, maybe it's it's up to Coogan, one, to prove that he deserves to be out there. He still has to earn that every week, just like everybody else. You can't just go out there. It, you, you, don't, you don't go into the season as the starter and you just keep that by default if someone is performing better than you in, in practices and show that they deserve more of an opportunity. So Coogan still has to keep it, but I think it's his job to lose. At this yeah. point, just based on everything that we've seen, we just gotta again yeah. gotta come to grips, kind of come to grips with that. Yep, absolutely. And I, I mean, look, I've come to now that I've seen the depth chart. I guess I'm officially on board that, and I and I will I will fall to the coaches that they know what they're doing. We'll see what happens. Uh, but I'm all I'm all here. I'm here. I'm ready. I'm on board. So Pat Coogan, let's go. Well, let's and do this, this is you know this is really. For Joe Rudolph, this is kind of an early, I don't want to say crossroads, but this is a big moment for Joe Rudolph coming in as a new offensive line coach, new position coach leading this group. It's a position group that for at least the last decade or so, maybe even longer, has kind of offensive line and tight end have kind of been the bell cows for for Notre Dame for several years now. they, They kind of hang their hat on those two positions. And so for Joe Rudolph to come in and for Pat Coogan to end up starting at left guard, a guy with with no experience. Now, it's not that Shrouth had a ton of experience either. True. But, again, it's – It's Shrouth's recruiting profile that is, yeah. that is you know, what everybody's that, talking about, right? That will move a lot of people, right? Sure. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Look – Going so Pat into, Coogan has to has to kind of prove it for not just for himself, but sort of for Joe Rudolph, I guess I'm saying as well. At 100%. I mean, look, going into spring, if we were projecting the starting offensive line, we would have had Billy Strouth at left guard, and we would have had Andrew Kostovic at right guard. Neither one of those guys are going to start on Saturday. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, kudos to those two. Kudos to, to Rudolph for not just going with the status quo. I mean, I give him a lot of credit. You know, he took this line. He's going to make it his own. And uh, we'll see if that works out for him because you're right. Joe Rudolph has put his stamp on this offensive line. And if it doesn't work, buck stops with him. Mm-hmm. So, That's but right. th- then the next thing will be if it doesn't work. And I'm not saying that it's not going to, but if it doesn't work, are you prepared to pull the plug and go to the next guy? Right. Or are you going to just stick with it? You know what I mean? There, there's a lot. There's a lot going on here. Yep. Well, there's something going on between the two guards as well. Marcus Freeman updated the status of Zeke Carell. This Progressing really well. He'll practice today, and um, you know we expect him to be able to go. Just you know, he's progressing really well. I want to see him go out there and practice today. We kind of held him out last week, but today we're going to push him to go, and, and uh, 
he's been doing a great job in rehab and recovery. So I think uh, today will tell us a lot. So you already have two first-time starters going at guard in Coogan and Spindler, and then you've got the veteran Carell, who started all last year, a handful of games before that as well. Tweak the ankle. What was it? Last Tuesday when we were there, he was in T-shirt and shorts, wearing a brace on his ankle. Wednesday, he was out there doing warm-ups and some other stuff, but Ashton Craig was still getting the first-team reps. They had him... They had the lineman run at one point, and Zeke Carell's running was not there. He was limping yeah. very badly, and some of the you know some of the training staff had to kind of help him down the field at one point. But uh, they were going to you know kind of test it. They rested him more last week, tested it today, or they're testing it today. What's your concern if it is Ashton Craig and not Zeke Carell at center Saturday? This is the bigger story to me than the guard battle at this point. I mean, I, I think that not having Zeke Carell is a much bigger deal than who's playing left guard. Okay. So Zeke Carell being in the game is massive. If he can't play now, I'm officially worried about the offensive line. I'm not worried about the offensive line with Pat Coogan starting at left guard because he's, got Joe Alt to his left and he's got Zeke Carell to his right. Like mm-hmm. I'm not worried about that in any way. Zeke Carell's out. Now you've got three brand new guys all along the interior and you've got Navy coming at you from all different directions. Mm-hmm. Now I'm officially worried if that's the case. So him being healthy is a way bigger story to me than who's playing left guard. So if he's good to go, I'm good to go. If he's not good to go, I'm not pushing the panic button like they're going to lose, but I'm pushing the panic button like this isn't going to be super smooth. No. And again, especially when you're talking about you go from two guys with inexperience, but they're sandwiched in between three veterans who have been through it all between both of the tackles and the center to potentially your entire interior offensive line has no experience. Right. There's no Zeke Corral and the guy making the calls against that Navy front that gave Notre Dame so much fits last year, protecting the big investment that you mm-hmm. have at quarterback and the whole thing. I completely agree with what you're saying, Vince. It it uh, That would be what would be keeping me up at night oh. if, if Zeke Correll can't go. Now, again, Joe Rudolph, Marcus Freeman, Jared Parker, those guys, they'll, they'll know today just how confident they are that Zeke Correll is going to be ready right. to go. But remember – now, again, you know, Ohio State and Navy are two different things, but at For the sure. same time, no Jarrett Patterson. Now, granted, he was at left guard, but still, they're at that point, he's still the leader of the line. offensive lineman. He, yeah. yeah, he was no the Jared leader. Jarrett Patterson in the opener last year. Yeah. That made a pretty big difference. Huge difference. And, and a partial go, Jarrett Patterson, made a huge difference against Marshall. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be honest. They didn't run the ball very well against Marshall. You know, pass protection wasn't really great against Marshall. The offensive line struggled against Marshall, you know. So I'm hoping that Zeke Carell is 100% come Saturday. That's going to be very important, obviously, as well. So they're going to have to play this one very intelligently. But if he's on the field, I feel a lot better about things. Got a little bit different schedule this week because they are flying to Ireland in the middle of the week. They're flying to Ireland on Wednesday. So I want you to listen to this now. Okay. 
here's what the scale. I'm gonna I'm gonna take notes on this as a matter of fact as we do this. I think I had this written down, but I want to make sure that I've got it. Here's what the schedule is gonna look like this week for the Irish with their practices. Schedule kind of for this week is is we'll go today. Um, usually Mondays we are more of a walkthrough uh, practice, but but being the first week we will go today is like a Tuesday practice. Tomorrow will really be a Thursday practice in our minds in terms of how long we'll be out there, and then Wednesday will be a normal Wednesday practice. And the thought is to truly get out from Wednesday. I want them pretty tired as we get on this flight Wednesday night to fly over to Dublin. Um, we'll land in Dublin Thursday morning, uh, kind of go to the hotel, get unpacked, and keep our guys up. We're going to keep them up, um, you know, really uh, do some walkthroughs and stuff at the hotel, and then we'll go and we'll practice when we, uh, Thursday. And then Friday will be a little bit more intense than Thursday. Thursday will be pretty jet lagged. Um, and so we have to be smart in terms of our structure uh, once we get there. But I feel really good about the plan. You know, we talked to a lot of different organizations that have kind of done similar trips, and, and we felt like this is the best one. They put a lot of thought into this. Yeah. Vince, what do you think? I, I liked at the end when he said we talked to, to a bunch of different organizations that have done yeah. trips like this. That that was good. I mean, you don't really want to wing this type of thing. Uh, and and the other thing is like different people adjust to the time change differently. You know what I mean? That it's not it's not just a it's not a simple you know you know he's going to be the same as this guy and this guy's going to be the same as this guy. It affects guys differently. You know what I mean? Uh, the part that I think I find the most interesting is they're going to practice on Wednesday, get on a plane, head over there, get their stuff together, and then go practice again. Like that's you're expecting these guys to basically sleep on the plane, which okay, I get that's a long flight. They're probably going to take a nice plane for big guys to be able to get some rest, you know, that kind of a thing. They're going to keep them up, but then yeah. they're going to keep them up. Like that's the other thing. We're going to keep them up and try to get them acclimated. And but so that's I, what I've heard from other people too. Yeah, is when you make that trip to Europe because of the time jump, that you essentially want to find something to do, kind of keep going throughout yeah. the day to get you into and then crash. I guess a, a somewhat you know normal sleep pattern. Yeah, so that you can crash because, like he said, he wants to kind of get after it on Wednesday get physical, get them on the plane, and then hopefully they sleep for about, you know, fill their bellies with food, I, I yeah. imagine, when they get on yeah. the plane. And then uh, hopefully have them sleep and then get up and not necessarily get after it, but they're going to practice again. Right. Anyway on Thursday. But it'll give them something to do to make sure that yeah. they're up and they're not just Move hanging around, around the hotel. Kind of like, yeah. if I'm hanging around the hotel, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to fall asleep. I mean, that's right. the one time I went over to Italy, it's exactly what happened is I got over there, and then we went to the hotel and I immediately fell asleep and I lost like half a day because I yeah. fell asleep because of the time change and everything. Uh -huh. So you need to take notes now for when you go over with women's basketball, because right. you're going to, you know, you don't want to miss anything. You got to stay right. up. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I thought it was interesting that because they've rearranged, you know, like today, not a walkthrough like they usually do. It's going to be a regular practice. It's more like a Tuesday practice, he said. And then, Tomorrow is going to be more like a Thursday, is what he said. So they're kind of, again, they're shoveling, they're moving Thursday to Tuesday. And essentially, it sounds like uh, uh, Tuesday to Thursday, you know, basically flip flopping Tuesday and Thursday, yeah. what they would typically do a little bit lighter and then 
get after it a little bit again the day before the game, get their juices going, I guess, and then get going on Saturday. It's going to be interesting to see how this whole thing plays out. It is, and, and I mean, you have a you have a huge talent disparity against Navy. You always do. That doesn't necessarily mean anything. So you know, it's going to be how you prepare. Look, th- these naval guys. They're going over. I mean, not these guys, but like other Navy guys, they're going overseas. They're doing, you know, that they're this is more in their wheelhouse than it is Notre Dame's. I realize these guys are at the Naval Academy and they're not necessarily flying all over the place. But, you know, my guess is Navy will have a good plan as to how to keep their guys at top, you know, mental and physical awareness by going overseas. They, you know, the Naval structure they do that kind of thing all the time and they've got to be on their toes you know when they get to where they're going and things like that so that's what you're competing against you know the off the field stuff those guys are professionals at this how's Notre Dame gonna do yeah they're not technically in the Navy yet but they're doing a lot of Navy training they still have to do they do Navy training in the summer and Yes, obviously they're wearing their uniforms and doing other Navy stuff throughout the day. So and they're used right. to being fatigued and they're used to doing, you know, things that are going to push you physically and, you know, mm-hmm. all of those different things. And, you know, it's a mental game and all of that. that right. That's what those guys thrive at. You know what I mean? And so uh, Notre Dame's climbing an uphill battle. If that's what you're comparing, in my opinion, uh, it's different when they get on the field. But preparation is uh, is all part of it. Speaking of which. This game has typically been in the middle of the season. The last time they yeah. opened a season against each other was 2012 when uh, Notre Dame won handily over in Ireland. Is there a benefit, Marcus Freeman, from playing this game at the start of the season? 100%. We've been able to prepare from spring ball to parts of the summer to parts of fall camp and then obviously two weeks to prepare for Navy. It's just just strictly Navy. And uh, it, it's a tremendous advantage to play Navy the first first game of the year because the preparation that entails getting ready for them is obviously lengthened. So how big do you think the advantage is, Vince, doing this at the start of the season rather than middle of the season? It's massive. It's it's massive. I, I From just a, a preparation standpoint, being able, like you said, you know, to work against the Naval offense uh, or the Navy offense in the spring, in the fall, you know, you're not condensed down to one week. I, I mean, I, I just think that, because remember we talked in the past, like when, when Navy would be in, remember when Brian Kelly lost to Navy and yeah. then the next year they're like, we're going to sprinkle Navy in, you know, in the spring and in the mm-hmm. fall, and we're going to do it all the time. And You should do that anyway. Right. But then if it's game one and you've been doing that, awesome, because then you can just flush it when you're done because you're exactly. never going to see another offense like that the rest of the year. The rest of the offenses you're going to see are at least going to be similar to each other. Somewhat, Yeah, somewhat similar. Right. And so week one, man, you can put all the preparation that you need to into it and then you're done for the whole season. That is huge. Absolutely huge. Completely agree. You're not going to see a triple option look the entire rest of the season. Get in, get out, get on with your life. Right. Just keep on, keep on moving. And if the last time they played is any indication, it was a lopsided game in Notre Dame's favor. That doesn't automatically mean it's going to be lopsided. Right. 
there there is some newness you know there there is I, I think the big the the big question two big questions from a navy standpoint that we'll get into more later in the week is one you do have a new offensive coordinator who is going to at least throw some passing looks at sure. you they're even going to line up in shotgun apparently from time to time which you don't obviously see typically from a triple option offense but uh <laughs> no there, there's going to be some of that and uh just the fact that they've got a new head coach as well what right how does that how does that factor in to the whole thing Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. A lot of question marks about Navy. I need to watch some Kennesaw State film at some point this week just to kind of see what their offense looks like because that's where the offensive coordinator came from. And here's the thing. Are there going to be some things that Notre Dame has never seen before that, that's going to get thrown at them in this game? Yep, no doubt about it. But the other thing is they haven't recruited to this offense yet. And so they're go- there's going to be a lot of uh, round pegs and square holes and mm-hmm. some things like that. And they're Line not going to be playing tight end, things yeah, like that. Th- there's going to be a lot of things that they're just not going to be able to do well yet. Now, once they start to recruit to that, then those guys, then that offense is going to take maybe a different shape to it. But then at Notre Dame, you're going to have one to two years under your belt of at least the X's and O's of that offense and be able to spar against it. So Navy has some things that they're going to throw at Notre Dame. They're not going to be able to expect, but I don't know that they're going to be real great at it in, in week one. And, and that's the other thing about the triple option in general. They're never really great in week one, right? I've seen a lot of stats out there of what Navy's done in week one over the last few years. And it's not great offensively. It takes some time to get really good at the triple option, the timing, the speed, all of that stuff. And so, the fact that they are looking at playing two quarterbacks, I don't think they help that. When either. you have two, you got none, right? Yep. And again, we'll have the Navy interview tomorrow. Bill Wagner from the Annapolis Gazette and the Baltimore Sun will join me tomorrow. That'll lead off tomorrow's show. So you'll hear from Bill. And then Jess and I will have rapid fire afterwards. So we'll get more into that. And we'll talk more Navy, of course, throughout this week. Anthony, appreciate the super chat as always. Andrew says, I'm going to be honest. If Zeke Carell isn't hundred percent, I'm not playing him against Navy too important to the season to be pushing it for a non big time opponent. Do you agree with that? It's a judgment call. I mean, is he 90%? Is he 95%? You know what I mean? Like, is it a big time opponent? No, it's not. But I think, 
while it's not a big time opponent, the communication up front might be more important than any other opponent that you're going to face because no other I think opponent. This... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I, I'm probably going to say what you were going to say. No other opponent is going to bring different, you know, looks and things, and and you're going to yeah. have to be able to communicate more in this game than any other game this season because it's just going to be different. And you need your center there. You need him. If he's 90%, if he's 80%, he's playing. Much more important in this game than Tennessee State. 100%. Yes. If Ashton Craig was going to play next week, and I would be cool with that. You know, hey, we're going to give Zeke Corolla a week off before we go on the road to NC State. You know, okay, cool. Do it. I I would have no problem with that. A little bit more scary against Navy. Concur. Uh, some other people, you know, agreeing with the rather play Navy at the beginning of the schedule. And I agree, but I mean, it was just a few years ago. I, I don't know if it was the season opener, but it was one of the first couple of weeks. Remember they played at Ohio state and they were given Ohio state a scare yeah. before the Buckeyes finally pulled it out. And all that. I mean, it's other people, there's a reason other big time programs don't typically play Navy. Well, exactly. Cause <laughs> they don't it's want it- any part of it. Because it and it's not like it's not because they're going to get injured or anything like that. It's because it's a pain in the butt to prepare yeah. for. It's a pain, different, com- complete one-off. And that's why they're playing Tennessee States of the world as opposed to Navy. That's that's what these schools do. And I'm sure that Navy was having a hard time scheduling a full slate of schedule when or full slate of games when they were an independent. That's why they joined a conference mm-hmm. because it's obviously a lot easier to schedule. Um, so yeah, I I I love the fact that Notre Dame plays Navy. I do. I always will. It's a it's a team I want on the schedule every year. But it's a pain in the neck to schedule or it's a pain in the neck to prepare for. There's no doubt about that. No doubt about that. Tanner asks what the recruiting looks like at Navy. He says he always assumed they just took kids who already <laughs> wanted to join the Navy. Well, I mean, I think that there's some of that. I know that a few years back really around the time they started beating Notre Dame, their recruiting got better in terms of mm-hmm. the kind of athletes they were able to pull in. Again, talking to you know, Bill Wagner is the guy who has covered Navy, I think for 30 years or something like that. So I, I, there have been a couple times, it's been a few years, but we talked specifically about the recruiting. It's not as good now as it was then, I don't think. But at the same time, like you had an Alohi Gilman go through Navy. I think there are some guys like Alohi who are maybe in that two to three star range, just not getting the looks from the kind of programs that they would prefer to be getting looks at. And maybe it Navy seems like a good fit for them. Like in Alohi's case, obviously, as he got in there and he showed that he could do it, it became pretty obvious pretty quickly to him. And I think to even others around him that the NFL was something that he could aspire to and he sure. needed to leave. And that's what he was, you know, had more aspirations than, uh, than a career in the military and right. give him credit for being able to make that decision when he did, but they're obviously not going out and, and getting four and five star type guys at the Naval Academy or any of the service academies. Well, that's why they run the triple option because it's, it's kind of a great equalizer and it allows guys who are disciplined and athletic to, play against guys that are bigger, stronger, and more athletic than you. I mean, that's that's why they do it. I mean, it's not because the Navy loves the triple option. It's because it's an equalizer, and it, mm-hmm. it allows you to play against, you know, like I said, bigger, stronger, faster. And so 
they do recruit guys who are not just interested in the Navy. That I can assure you. Uh, like for example, Justin Fisher, who's at who walked on to Notre Dame, he either had an offer from Army or Navy, and I can't remember which one it was. It was one of the service academies. He had a full ride offer to go there, and of course, when you go to the academy, it is a full ride because nobody pays tuition to go to the academies. Yeah, but um, you know, he had a full ride to go there. He chose to walk on to Notre Dame. So I don't think he had aspirations of being in the military. Maybe that's why he chose to go to Notre Dame. I don't know. But they recruit, man. They they and they recruit triple option guys. They they recruit athletes. Um, it helps that that they want to be in the armed forces, obviously. But that's not a prerequisite. They're gonna they're gonna cast a wide net and they're gonna go after guys. Now remember though, there's also similar to Notre Dame guys. There's an academic profile that these guys have to hit as well, right. and it's pretty major. I mean, you still have to have the recommendation of a congressman to get into Navy and army and all of that. And so it's a, it's a different kind of a process, but they, they cast a wide net, man. And, and if you're doing your thing with your studies and you're doing what you need to do and you're a good athlete, there's, you're going to get some opportunities uh, from the service academies. Well, and it's curious. It's interesting that you say that because the guy we were just talking about Navy's quarterbacks, the guy who was the front runner, who was at the head of the pack, Gleason is his last name to be the Navy starting quarterback did not make the grades in the spring. And as a result, right. he had to go to summer school. And because of the, the time where, where Navy practices and does all that, he was not able to go to practice because he had to go to summer school to get his grades back up. So instead of potentially starting against Notre Dame this Saturday, he is at the bottom of the quarterback depth chart. I don't I'm not even sure if he's completely on the roster right now because he had to go to summer school and wasn't able to do any of the the practices and stuff like that that the rest of the football team was able to do that's a good question that i did get from bill wagner today i'm I'm pulling up their depth chart uh right now that we just got this afternoon and he is not on the depth chart at quarterbacks horvath lavate and our line are the guys that are on there so there you go you know, that pretty much tells you. And uh, our line is the guy who played against Notre Dame last year when Lavatai was hurt. And then right. again, Horvath has not played yet. And he is he is in line to play. They they are listed as an or situation. Lavatai and and Horvath at Gle- quarterback. Uh, it's Gleaton, G-L-E-A-T-O-N. He is on the roster. Uh, he is number 10 on the roster. So I, but he's not on the depth chart, so uh, obviously he had an uphill climb to uh, to get on get on the playing field. It's not going to happen in week one. So,
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.